Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's December 21st. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Right Report, your daily news podcast. Today is a full episode on the AI revolution. That's our continuing look at how artificial intelligence is changing America and the world. As listeners know, we started this exploration of AI all the way back on July 11th with a whole bunch of updates since then. Well, today we've got even more covering the issues of health, the economy, energy, the battle against drugs, stopping drones, and even how a politician in Pakistan is using AI to campaign from jail. So let's continue our conversations this morning about the revolution in artificial intelligence. And let's start with this refresh. Folks, you and I are expensive. Humans need salaries and vacations, sick days. Plus, we have all sorts of demands like sleep and bathroom breaks. But as expensive as humans might be, doggone it, we are worth it. We have a pretty incredible brain, at least some of us. To date, no machine or software can ever come close to the capabilities of our brain. That's because we have judgment, discernment, we weigh morality. We cobble together all sorts of information that we learn over the years, and we make instantaneous decisions. And that is what scientists and engineers are trying to replicate, the capabilities of the human mind, but without all the pesky human needs like salaries and sleep. So that's the foundation of this series of the AI revolution. Well, today we ask the ongoing question, well, how is that revolution going? How advanced has the AI process become? Well, in past episodes, we have tried answering those questions by thinking about an analogy of a baby, one that eventually grows into an adult, but at first there's a lot of crawling and wobbling, but eventually, yes, they walk and run and sprint. So this morning, we are going to explore the latest on that continuum of development. And I think, as you will see, AI experts are making progress in this revolution with a couple of funny mistakes in the meantime. But as ever, it's no joke, because at the end of the day, these folks are looking to create a a competitor to the human mind and maybe someday something far superior. So with that introduction, ladies and gentlemen, let's get going, shall we? And we start in the world of health. A team of researchers at MIT and Harvard universities have discovered a new class of antibiotics all by using AI. And that is great news because of this next fact that you might not know. Over a million people die each year globally because they are infected with a bacteria that can't be treated with modern antibiotics. And that's usually because a bacteria has evolved on its own to create resistance or doctors have overprescribed antibiotics and the bacteria will no longer respond to treatment. So that has led to a critical need for new classes of antibiotics, but sadly, it's been decades since scientists have developed any, either because it's not lucrative enough for the drug companies, or it just takes too much time. To that last point, it can take upwards of 20 years to find new antibiotic candidates and then put them through clinical trials. And that challenge led researchers at MIT and Harvard University to wonder how AI might help solve this problem. They knew that they had millions of different chemical compounds that, when put together, some could create new promising classes of antibiotics. But sorting that out would take people, humans, 
many years to find the best candidates for further testing. So the lab and the researchers turned to AI, plugging in millions of compounds with untold numbers of combinations. And within hours of doing so, they had 283 promising candidates. As the researchers said, that process would have taken humans years, not hours, to accomplish. Best yet, these promising compounds showed great promise in mouse models, which apparently researchers said was a pretty big deal. Indeed, several of the compounds showed efficacy in these mouse models against antibiotic resistant strains of MRSA, amongst others. So the next step for these 283 candidates are to put some of them through clinical trials, which that effort, by the way, starts right now. One final piece of good news on this medical front. There are a lot of other medical research companies that are creating and using AI systems to to do this same thing, to find new classes of drugs, but well beyond antibiotics. And a few that look promising so far include medicines that reduce strokes, reduce heart attacks, and even one that repairs eyesight for those people who've been blinded by diabetes. From the world of medicine, we head to the world of business. We talk about how U.S. corporations this morning are using AI, but this one is a cautionary tale. The car company General Motors has been using AI lately to talk to potential customers about buying cars and trucks. They've also encouraged their dealerships to use the AI chat functions or bots as a way to free up salesmen or even cut back on the use of humans in the sales process. And so one dealership, in Watsonville, California, decided to use the AI chat system to speak to potential buyers. And one such buyer came to their virtual dealership online and asked the AI chat or bot system to describe the attributes of a perfect pickup truck. And it did. The potential buyer then asked, well, what car company makes that perfect pickup truck? To which the Chevy AI system said, buy a Ford (laughs) It then lavished praise on Ford's impressive towing and hauling capabilities with a wide range of powerful engine options and a comfortable interior. Well, that was not exactly what GM or Chevy or the dealership wanted, of course, as you would imagine. A GM representative told Detroit Free Press that, quote, I guess it shows the limitations of AI, end quote. Well, that is certainly bad. But unfortunately for Chevy and that exact same dealership in California, it gets worse. A different user asked this same AI chat system if they would be willing to negotiate, to make a deal on a 2024 Chevy Tahoe. And the AI system responded with, yeah, let's negotiate. So the customer went back and forth on the sale price with this AI bot before the two eventually agreed on a price. And that price was $1. Yeah, the AI system sold a $58,000 Chevy Tahoe for $1. For what it's worth, the media outlet VentureBeat uh, reached out to the dealership's manager to ask if he was going to honor the prize. But uh, as of this morning, the manager has yet to respond. Next up, we pivot to AI and its use of energy. So to refresh our memories on this, we dug into the issue back on July 19th. But to better capture the challenge this morning, let me give you an updated scenario. So let's say that you wanted to use an AI system to create an image maybe a a gorilla riding a horse at a carnival, just something silly to look at. Well, you can create that kind of image using AI systems like one that is called DALI. You just type uh, into a text box of what you want, you describe it, and that system will send that request off to an AI data center where some very fancy AI-infused computers will create that image. 
And then within a couple of minutes or moments, you will get a response back with this image that you requested. Okay, here's a question. How much energy did that process take? Well, researchers at Carnegie Mellon University asked that question and they came back with this answer. It takes the same amount of energy to create that image as it does to fully charge your cell phone. And that is a pretty shocking amount of electricity for just one photo, especially when you think about scaling out this AI revolution beyond a, a silly picture into all fields of our economy and our life. In other words, folks, humanity simply doesn't have the current energy production to underwrite this AI revolution. And I should say that is before climate change activists shut down our reliable energy sources of power for those intermittent supplies like solar and wind. So this all begs the question, if we are going to have an AI revolution, where exactly are we going to get the energy? Well, the company Microsoft thinks that they have an answer, and here it is, nuclear energy. Last week, the Wall Street Journal reported that Microsoft is going all in on nuclear power, working with U.S. federal regulators to advance the paperwork necessary to build out new reactors in America. But here's why that's a challenge for Microsoft. A recent application for what is called a small modular reactor or SMR nuclear power plant, that application was 12,000 pages long in all with 2 million more pages of support materials. So Microsoft has quite a challenge in putting together one of those applications. And that is why, ironically enough, they're turning to AI to help them produce one. They're hoping that AI will help them cut about 90% of the man hours necessary to put together this application for their nuclear power plants. But even if Microsoft or other companies like them manage to apply for and then eventually build a nuclear power plant, they've got one important problem. It's a Russia problem. Back on December 11th, I briefed you on it, actually. The world's uranium supply comes mostly from Russia or Russia-friendly countries like Kazakhstan or Niger. If I could put some numbers to this, America relies on Russia for about 25% of our enriched uranium. But the problem is going to get worse, all because Congress is actually trying to ban Russia's supply starting in the year of 2028 because, of course, the war on Ukraine. In other words, at the very moment, ladies and gentlemen, that we are trying to dramatically increase our need for energy, whether that be to power the AI revolution or charge up those electric vehicles, well, we are either shutting down our reliable sources of energy like natural gas and coal, or in this case, we're cutting off our suppliers like the Russians and their uranium. So who knows? Maybe we won't have an AI revolution after all. Or maybe, bizarrely enough, it is yet one more reason that policymakers in Washington, D.C. push for a peace deal. Well, we shall see. With that, let's take our first break of the morning. For subscribers listening at rightreport.substack.com, thank you. Meanwhile, for my other loyal listeners, an equal thanks. We'll be right back. Folks, if you're looking for a new mattress, I've got one at 60% off. Yeah, we're talking about Ghost Bed, the company that I think makes the finest mattresses in all of America. As you know by now, I have the Lux model. That one is designed to help people like me who sleep a little bit hot. But that is not the only reason that I bought a Ghost Bed. I care mostly about craftsmanship and high quality materials. And when you feel a Ghost Bed, you feel both the quality and the comfort. And you feel it, by the way, right out of the box, delivered right to your doorstep. Now, I do have a confession on that point. I was a little bit skeptical about buying a mattress that comes in a relatively small box. But however that magic works, well, I don't know, but it does work. And the mattresses are absolutely fantastic. 
Still, if you are skeptical like I was, don't worry. GhostBed has a 101-day trial period plus free shipping and returns, so you can try it out in the comfort of your own home. So if you're looking for a mattress or you want to gift one to somebody this holiday season, go to ghostbed.com slash right. That's W-R-I-G-H-T. And when you do, you are going to get 60% off your GhostBed purchase, but you got to use that web address. Again, folks, go to ghostbed.com slash right, W-R-I-G-H-T, and get yourself the good night's sleep that you deserve. My friends, for the past few months, you have heard me talk about Jace Medical. It's the company that provides you medication for emergency use like antibiotics. Also, they get you backup prescriptions for things like cholesterol, diabetes, and blood pressure. And here's why I love Jace Medical so much. If you are a farming or a ranching family or you live in the back 40, it is pretty tough to get a hold of a doctor, to travel to the appointment, get the prescription, you fill it, and so forth. But with Jace Medical, all you have to do is fill out a simple online form and in some cases have a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. And then you get the medication right in the mail. You also get ongoing care from Jace Physicians about any treatment-related questions, which is fantastic. In other words, folks, you get peace of mind, you get convenience, and you get an emergency supply of medicines no matter where you are. And that is great for a lot of people, rural families, folks who are traveling, or those of us who might be a little bit anxious these days about our unpredictable world, and you might prefer to have an emergency supply of medicines on hand. And that's kind of smart. So do what I've done. Go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com. Enter that promo code right, W-R-I-G-H-T is the spelling. And when you do, you will get a right report discount. Again, my friends, go to jacemedical.com, promo code right, and get the supply of medicines you need, folks, shipped straight to your door. Welcome back to the right report. Let's continue this morning with our update on the AI revolution. We pivot now to the national security implications of this revolution and how that could impact you. So we start with good news regarding the war on drugs. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol officers are adopting a new AI system to help solve one part of this nasty war on drugs. And here it is. How do you map out the entire global network or the global supply chain of drugs or just one drug like fentanyl? Because it includes goodness, a dozen or more countries, uh, those who produce the precursor chemicals. We've got the people who ship the drugs and how they do it. We also have the banks that facilitate all the sales. We've got the illegal lab networks and the cartels and the gangs that run them all, plus those drug mules and how they move the products into the United States. Well, as you can imagine, the big global picture, my goodness, that is a difficult task to solve for CBP or DEA or FBI officers. Indeed, they've got hundreds, thousands of people who work on this challenge. They're often called targeters or analysts. But this morning, those folks have got a new friend in the fight against drugs. It's an AI system called Atlanta Atlas. And let me give you just one example of how this works. Let's say that a car shows up at the U.S. border. All right, is it carrying drugs or just normal people? Well, enter Atlanta Atlas. That system has billions of different data points from multiple countries in different languages, and it then compares all that data to data from cameras and sensors along border checkpoints. It examines what kinds of cars are being used, the, the profile of the driver. It looks at biometrics of that driver, including pulse or pupil dilation. 
Plus, it also explores how they drive the car, from hand placement on the steering wheel to speed. And so taken together, the AI system actually helps predict which vehicles and drivers fit the pattern of people involved in the drug trade, and which folks are just people driving their cars. Indeed, during a recent congressional hearing, CBP officials spoke of how great this system is working. They said there was a a car at the border that would have otherwise gotten through, but it was flagged by this Atlanta Atlas system as being a possible drug mule. And sure enough, it was. The driver was carrying 165 pounds of drugs. Now, to be clear, federal agents say that the system is in its early days, and there's a lot of work left to do before it gets to be a, a real game changer. But they say there's a lot of promise here, especially in the power of being able to map out this massive global supply chain before the drugs ever get to the border. So all in all, this is a pretty great use of AI with incredible processing and predictive power that will ultimately help U.S. agents track down our enemies very far from the border. More to come. Next up on the national security front, let's talk about AI and drones. So this is a topic that we have covered extensively and how drones that are infused with AI are changing the nature of modern warfare. And here's a reminder of how this could be so very powerful. If humans can program an AI-powered drone telling it what to blow up or kill, and then they'd set it free to operate and complete the mission without a connection or a tether to a human operator, well, that would be amazing. It's called autonomous warfare. And we actually have a new great example of this. It's called the Roadrunner drone. And if you haven't seen this thing, you should. It's incredible. It's AI-driven, jet-powered, and it can take off and come back to you if you'd like. And it sort of lands like a SpaceX rocket. The best part, it's pretty small, fitting inside of a a suitcase-sized container, more or less. So imagine on one end of a continuum, that kind of autonomous drone. But on the other end of this continuum, pair it with dozens or hundreds or thousands of those same kinds of drones. It's called operating as a swarm. And that kind of warfare is the basis of the Pentagon's program that I uh, told you about called the Replicator Program. We discussed it back on September 7th. But no matter which end of this continuum you're looking at, whether that be flying something solo or in a swarm, these AI-powered drones are changing modern warfare. In fact, we've discussed that if we need any proof of that, we can go to Ukraine, where there are dozens of companies and militaries using that nation and that war as a testbed for various drone technologies. But as listeners also know, it is not just militaries or companies who are excited by these AI-infused drones. The bad guys are too. As I briefed you on previously, we've also got uh, militant groups in places like Yemen that want this stuff, or rebel factions in places like Myanmar, who are actually taking down the military government there using drones. And then sadly, we've got the drug cartels in Mexico. They're using this stuff too. And that's leading a lot of countries all around the world to just scramble to find technologies to not just use AI drones, but counter them too. And that scramble takes us to the news. The Wall Street Journal reported on Tuesday that the Pentagon is trying anything and everything to stop this emerging drone threat. They have explored missiles, cannons, lasers, but most especially this, directed energy weapons. So here's the idea. If the Pentagon can design cheap mobile systems that concentrate what's called microwave energy, they can use that stuff to blast it at a drone or a swarm of drones. 
And in turn, that would fry the electronic systems on board of these various drones, whether that be their batteries to their lines of communication, back to the drone operators, which is great stuff. But for my military listeners or engineers out there, you know that directed energy weapons are an idea that is many decades old. And you also know that this technology has a pretty mixed record of success. But given this new drone threat, the Pentagon is now pouring substantial amounts of money into making this directed energy stuff work. They're awarding a lot of money to companies all around the nation to try to come up with new prototypes. Meanwhile, the U.S. military does have a couple of options already. One is called the Thor system. The other is called the Morpheus system. But the bottom line is this. The Pentagon needs these new systems and they need them up and running soonest. Unfortunately, estimates are that it's going to take another two to four years to fully flesh these systems out. And that's both good and bad. It means that we are on a good path, fair enough, but we've got a few more years of vulnerability before we get to that finish line. And that is why I will be watching this space very closely, along with those pesky Mexican cartels and those Houthis in Yemen. More to come. Finally this morning, let's talk politics, international politics in this case. So a couple of months ago, a Pakistani politician had a problem. He was in jail. His name is Imran Khan. He's a former prime minister who was tossed behind bars based on allegations of corruption. He denies those allegations, but nevertheless, in prison, he sits. So he and his party decided that in order for him to campaign, they would need to come up with some pretty creative solutions to get his message out. Unfortunately, though, Pakistani authorities would not let him record any new audio or shoot any new video. But his party did have two things. They had audio of his voice from years gone by and a lot of video of him at various campaign rallies. So they turned to a company that takes audio samples of voices and then reconstructs it. Indeed, what you can do is you can type anything you want and the new fake voice will say it. So let me give you an example of what this sounds like. What you are about to hear is me. But it's not me. It's AI Brian. You ready? Here we go. Well, here it is, the voice of fake Brian. I uploaded just a few minutes of my voice and then typed out these words on my computer. And from that, we have this. It's text-to-voice AI. Welcome to the future, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, not too bad. By the way, if you happen to listen to any other podcast that have a host uh, with a bit of a robotic sound, well, now you know why. Just saying. At any rate, let's get back to Pakistan. So Mr. Imran Khan, the fellow who is in prison, well, his party wrote a speech for him and they used this AI system to deliver this speech. And the result was that the crowd went wild. And so Mr. Khan and his party, they're going to do more of the same, rallying the party faithful for his nation's upcoming elections, which, by the way, will start at some point this spring. Well, my friends, there you have it. This morning's special update on the AI revolution. And I tell you, I had so much fun putting this together, and I sure hope you enjoyed it. In the interest of time this morning, we're going to hold off on a listener question today. But not to worry. I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day.